Welcome and thank you for listening to our Sunday broadcast. Join us as we receive from the incorruptible seed of the Word of God today from Pastor Robert Jackson of Word of Faith Worship Center in Concord, North Carolina. Thank you, Father. It's underneath your wings, Lord. And let's, let's confess our possessions there we have on our PowerPoint. As Word of Faith Worship Center, we are getting our buildings, we're getting our lands, our houses, our vehicles, our equipment. And we're taking the Word of God 
to the world. We're getting our buildings. Wait a minute, I'm sorry. It goes, it's a two, it's a two slide. And we're taking the word of God to the world. Is there another slide? Okay, they got the old one up there. I rearranged the words. I said a little bit different. But there's a confession that we make and we possess. And it's in the word. That's how I got born again. That's how I got saved. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth. And what God says we is ours, the devil don't want you to have it. And that's when you got to say something. Get behind me, devil. We're going forward. We're getting what we need to bring the vision to pass, to take the preaching and teaching the word of faith to the world to make ready a people ready to meet the Lord. And that's what we're going to do. Amen. Darius is going to come up. He's going to share a song with us. It's in his heart this morning. And I got your mic ready, Darius. Thank you, Jesus. We all have a song, have a hymn. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. This morning, saints of God, I thought about, about sharing um, the Lord's prayer as a song because um, the Lord spoke to me um, this morning and said to sing his prayer to his people. So I will do that for all of y'all. So this is how it goes. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive those who trespass as we forgive those who trespass against us. But lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. God bless. I needed to hear that. And, and the Holy Ghost knew. Darius didn't know, but he obeyed the Holy Ghost. That's what we're talking about today. Finding the will of God. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Darius heard from heaven. Well, you guys hear from heaven too. If we'll listen... If you have those ears to hear, amen, God is always speaking. He's a powerful, wonder-working God. He does great and mighty miracles. Still doing them. Look in the mirror. Amen, he's still working on you. He's still working on me. One day he's going to change us. He's going to take this, this body, 
this corrupting body, this, this decaying because of the curse, and he's going to change it into his glorious image. <clears throat> and never again will we have pain, will we suffer, will we have headaches, will we know the curse nevermore. Oh, that, that gets me excited right there. But don't you go, don't you leave here yet. We got some work to do, amen? The apostle Paul said, man, I'm ready to get out of here. Paul said, I'm ready to get out of here, man. I've been in shipwrecks. I've been bitten by snakes. Has anybody been bitten by snakes yet? So you ain't got no reason to leave. <laughs> I'm not saying you go out there and get bit by a snake. But he said, for your sakes, I'm going to stay here. Because I got, he said he had some uh, red, uh, letters he had to write. Amen. It was far better to get on out of here. He said, but no. See, selfishness, pride, is the devil's deception. And Paul knew that. He, went, he, he quit thinking about himself and he started thinking about Christ and what Jesus did and what he called Paul to do. Amen. And also, I forgot to mention, uh, talking about Jesus, my pastor, over 20-some years ago, I believe, preached this at uh, Faith Covenant Church, the book of Revelation. And he recently took all those cassette tapes and he transferred them over to MP3 files or WAV files, and I helped him bring them down to MP3 files, 32 hours at least, 32 messages on here, understanding the revelation. So I've got some extra copies back there. I was down to one, and we've got some extra copies. So if you need one, who wants this one right here? They can have this one. I didn't give one outdoors. Come on up here, baby. Come get this thing. But this is a, it's on a DVD. They're audio files, but that's 32 hours, and you put them on your DVD, and you just keep pushing the play button, and you'll just keep hearing Jim talk about Jesus because revelation is about Jesus. And now the mark of the beast is in there. All the things that's going to happen, past, present, and future is in there. But the main thing is Jesus is there. And he's being revealed to us. Amen. Amen. That's the Father's will. That's why Jesus came, to show us the Father. Jesus said, not my will, Father, but your will be done on this earth. Jesus came back and, and, and got this place back for us, this earth. It never was the devil's. It was his, it was our, it was man's domain, the earth. The heavens, even the heavens and the earth is the Lord's thereof. But he gave this planet to us, just one. And it's, that's enough. He's seen what we did with one, my God. But just think when we get changed and, and there ain't going to be no more curse and no more sin. There's multitude of planets out there. Wayne's probably going to be doing, working on Pluto for a while, you know, <laughs> warming that place up a little bit. I don't know. God's got a lot of things in store for everlasting, for eternity. And he wants everybody to come in and enjoy it. His, his, desire, his desire is that the whole world come to know him, come home. Amen. So today I'm going to go back into, yes, sir. Yeah, and you can, if you don't have a DVD, if you're watching by live stream, you can go to uh, jimhoward.org, www.jimhoward.org, Spirit of Faith Ministries, and you can download, listen to him. won't cost you a penny. And he's got some other good messages on there. And uh, you'll be blessed listening to it. The Bible says if you read it, even if you listen to it, read along. And it says there's a blessing to those that read it and believe there's a blessing in it. Amen. And uh, so I went back and since we're, the Lord talked, talked this year about finding his will, 
knowing his will. Lord, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's still God's plan. And we, we have, a lot of times the church has rep, misrepresented that will and the plan of God. So we, we're straightening, the Holy Ghost is helping us straighten things out. So I went back to 2015. I forgot I even uh, had, had shared this back in 2015. And I, I want to read back through it again. Because we've we're got, we're got about two more Wednesday night studies over here. And we're going to be finishing on how to find God's will. And then we'll go into how to follow, how to fulfill. But in between there, I'm praying. Kelsey got this nice DVD series. I'm going to look at it. Anybody been watching The Chosen? Great, great men and women, great producer there that's showing the life of Jesus through the Gospels. And we've been watching it. And Kelsey, they, she bought the DVD. It's got like maybe kind of like it's got some behind the scenes. So we might uh, take a break in between and, and watch some of that on Wednesday nights. Watch it and discuss it. And Amen, just as the Lord leads us, because that's fellowship, and it's all about Jesus, knowing him and, and, and knowing how good he is, how much he loves us, amen? But today, I'm going to talk about how to find God's will, and it ain't something you find every day. It's something you continue to pursue every day, finding his will today, amen? Today, what does God want me to do today? Well, are you fulfilling your call? If you're called, all of us is called to lead others to Jesus, but there's specific callings in our life. Do we even know what God has ordained, has appointed us in our life? These are questions I asked. If not, you're not alone. <laughs> Inquiry minds want to know. You know, you start talking about the book of Revelation, you get all kind of con conceptions, misconceptions, fear-based, because before, before I knew Jesus, like I know him now, you start talking about that book, I got scared back in the South, back in Moors, we called it scared. <laughs> the Bible says the, the children of Israel, they were in bondage because of fear, the fear of death. Well, I come to find out that death is not in my vocabulary anymore as far as it's not in my future because Jesus is life. He is the author of life. And he came and he destroyed him Who's him? The devil who had what? That's past tense. He used to have the power of, of hell, of death, but he don't have it anymore. Because Jesus has got the keys. And he didn't keep the keys. Jesus gave them to the church. That's the authority to know you're not under that, that death curse anymore. We under the blessing. I said we're under the blessing, everlasting life. That's God's will for everybody that comes into this earth. Every person that's born in this earth, you have an eternal destiny. Every, every person that's born, you have an eternal destiny, either with God or without God, either with heaven with God or in hell separated from God. And that hell is not God's will for you. Never has been. His will for us is life. Good life. The good life. You know, LG is one of our competitors at GE Appliances, and it means living good. That's God's. That's one of God's trademarks. He wants you living good, having a good journey. And if it's not happening in your life, it's not God's problem. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. The biggest problem is we look in the mirror, it's me. <laughs> it's me. Disobedience, all these other things. So all I, all I knew at first, when I got born again, I didn't... I didn't, 
I couldn't even find my purpose without Christ because it's in him. It's in Christ. And God will let you go as, do whatever you want to do, but it's going to fall short. You're going to fail. It ain't going to work. It might work for a season. I'm talking about without Christ in your life. But that's not his purpose. He want, he's, he's pursuing you when you're born. And, and as babies, as, as newborn babies, God is there. Watching over, protecting that baby. But until that baby comes to a point that it knows and understands, God has angels protecting that child. Now, the devil's there too, and the parents have a lot to do with what happens to that child. Amen. We talked about that child, those parents. What did the angel say? Joseph, don't go down. Go to Egypt. Why? Herod was killing babies, baby killers. It's called abortionist today, right? They're, Herods are still here, but Jesus is still here. It's called the church. And we have a voice to stand for the voiceless in the womb. That's where conception begins in the womb. Life begins in the womb. When the, man, when the, when the seed and the egg come together, that's when life comes in. Amen? That's life. That's conception. That's when two of us come together. That's agreement. God calls it life. John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Ghost in his mother's womb. Filled with the Spirit of God. So we are for life. And all I knew when I got born again, we, we were having Bible studies at home and I was reading. We would take turns reading like they did in the synagogue. I didn't know they did that in the synagogue. You know, you take turns, read the scroll. We just followed an example and didn't even know it. But we were following somebody's example. My wife's brother said, you know, it, this word's important. If you're not in a church, at least get together and study. He knew. See, he, I think he'd been hurt in church. So, you know, but he started having Bible studies with us. See, religion will, religion will hurt you, but Jesus never will. Religion. That's, that's man's way to God. That's what man thinks. This is how we serve God or worship God. But so we would study, and, and I remember, I can't find the scripture, but it's in the Old Testament. But I know when I... When I read it, well, I was reading it, it says, I talk about being a minister. And when that word minister came out of, my, out of my lips, Wayne, when that word minister, I fell to my knees in my home and wept. Because the Holy Ghost came upon me. You know, on the day of Pentecost, he sat on them. Amen? When God sits on you, that's the glory of God. That's the holy fire of God. Some people could, they just laid out, the priest laid out. I fell down upon my knees. And I knew God had called me to be a minister. I didn't know what all that was. I just knew that word minister. So I got in the word and I studied and I sought that word out. That was 22 years ago. What am I doing? Ministering. <laughs> Amen. I didn't start that next week in the pulpit. But I started studying what that word meant. Because it was important. If God says, thinks it's important enough, you need to study it out. When he said, when, when, when Darius heard the Lord say, get up there and just sing the Lord's prayer, that was important to God. And he stepped out and asked the pastor. Sometimes it's, you know, it's kind of the flesh. Like, Don't ask the pastor. No, ask. <laughs> I'm just the head over the body here. Amen. You're the body. Now, the Lord will give gifts of spirit. And he'll let, put some knowings. But he, he's relying on you to trust you to talk to the pastor too, right? Wayne's going to do our Father's Day service, right? That's next Sunday. Right? <laughs> We've been discussing this, Wayne. Come on now. <laughs> this is foreknowledge. <laughs> Father's Day, right? Next Sunday. <laughs> Praise you, Jesus. 
Hey, he knows what we're talking about. Just saying it, yeah. <laughs> we're talking about your purpose. See, see, see Wayne, he, he's a worship leader, but there's more to it than that. It's the Word. It's the, it's the ministry of the Word. And God's put something in the heart, and I think it's time for him to share it. Amen? Amen. Amen. And it's going to be a blessing. It's going to the world. To the world. But the place to start, once you receive, the place to start is to realize that the Lord has a specific and a unique plan for you. There's only one Dr. Jim Howard. He didn't used to be a doctor, but Jesus is a doctor, so he's just following the doctor's plan. Amen? But he's a doctor of the Word. Amen? And he's comical. He's got funny things he says. They're called Jimisms sometimes. Sometimes it's just Jim. Amen? <laughs> Comes from his mamas, from his good genes. Amen. His mom and his daddy. But when he anointed me, Jim, I, I was looking at my Broadman minister's manual this morning. You know, God made me a minister. Even he's even got a book tells you can help you do weddings. You know, it's there to guide you. But then you're making it personal. But in there, I was looking and just thanking God. Look at it. I wrote my name. If I ever got lost, here's my number. Call me. See, that's important. The word's important to me. But also, there was Jim's handwriting. He writes kind of about like me, kind of. A little bit of almost chicken scratch, I call my hand, right? But I can read Jim's a lot better sometimes than mine. But it's kind of like uh, presented, 2 Timothy 2, presented to Robert Jackson on Mother's Day 2008 from Jim Howard. Study, Timothy. So Jim's saying, study, Robert. You're going to need to study, amen? Going to need to study. So that's what I did. So the place to start is knowing that it, the word's important. It's in the word. God has a plan for you. He has had this plan in mind before you were even born. Before you were even formed, God knew you. You came from heaven. You're a gift from heaven, a gift from God. Amen? And Psalms 139, 15, 16 says, My frame was not hidden from you, Lord, when I was made in the secret place. There you are. You're in that secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw, saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. God's got a book. God's got a library in heaven. Now, whether it's a physical book or spiritual books, but one of them's got Robert on it, Robert Scott Jackson. I can hear my mama saying that now when, when I was doing something. I was, but Robert Scott, she leave off the Jackson. She knew who my last name was. <laughs> you better get home. And I heard her. I could hear the echo back. That was back on the lake. You remember Jesus ministered off the lake, get the Sea of Galilee. I could hear her voice echo off of that water. And sometimes I obeyed Randy, and sometimes I was a little bit lazy. And mama, mama let me know that belt had a, that belt had a word too. That belt had a voice. <laughs> Run, run. <laughs> I don't know if I ever told you. When, I had a secret place when I was young, too. When I felt like I was like nobody loved me, Reed, I said, I'll, I'll teach them. I might have shared, I'll teach them. This little, little old boy here. I'll teach them. I'll run away. I never could get the point to run away. But I, I said, I'll, I'll hide in the kitchen cabinet. <laughs> secret place, you know. <laughs> They'll come, they'll, they'll wish they had a, been nice to me. Well, I sit there in that thing, I, I couldn't hardly breathe and move. I got so cramped and nobody came looking for me. In the kitchen cabinet, there wasn't much to eat either. 
maybe some crackers, jelly. You know, back then, you know, my sandwich was two, two loaves of bread with some K-Row syrup pulled on the middle. That's kind of sometimes you don't have jelly, you got some K-Row syrup. Whew, carb city right there, carbs and sugar. <laughs> but, you know, I came out because I got hungry, Wayne. <laughs> you know, but I can remember that. That was a secret place, and nobody came looking for me. But God was there. Amen. That was the message last night. You're, you're not alone. I was never alone. <laughs> uh, God saw me. God has all your days written out before you were even born. You're not a mistake. Anybody hear that maybe growing up? Well, you're just a mistake. We, wasn't, we hadn't planned on you. Well, if they did, that wasn't God's word. So that's not the last word. You got a good word. You're not a mistake <clears throat> going somewhere to happen. You haven't been placed on this earth by chance. A lot of people say it's just chance, just luck that I didn't get hit by that train. No, you got angels. You know, uh, Israel, one of our partners is CUFI, Brother John Hagee, that's Christians United for Israel. We're, we partnered with them this past year. Thank God. You know what? All those rockets they fired, a lot of them just fell in their own territory of the enemy that was shooting them. No, they didn't just fall. I, I believe Michael was knocking them out of the sky. The ones that the... The Iron Dome, you know, God still gave you a brain too. Shoot missiles back if somebody shoot missiles at you, right? Because you're protecting God's people, you're protecting people. But some of those rockets, they just fell short. The air that flies by day, what Psalms 91 said, it ain't going to prosper in its way. They just can't figure it out. They know, they know who is against Israel, you're against God. Amen. That's what the Word teaches. So we're here to, we're here to, we're on Israel's side. So God has all your days written out before you. However, we can't assume that God's will is automatically going to come to pass in your life. That's where people get off on the sovereignty of God, that everything that's happened is God's will. That's wrong. That's wrong. God gave you a free will, a free choice. You're a free you're a human being with God created you, but he said, don't eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. What did we do? Did exactly what God said not to do. But it wasn't on our own. The devil deceived us. See, that's when he became the father of lies. See, God's not a liar. My father, God. But the devil is. He became the father of lies. Because that wasn't God's will that we spiritually be separated from God for those thousands of years. We haven't been placed on this earth by chance. Where and when you were born, the parents God gave you, your personality and everything else about you was written in God's book in heaven. He wrote a book. He's the author and finisher of your faith. He wrote the book before you even were formed in your mama's belly. But you turn the pages. Amen? God's waiting. In other words, God, God's not going to make you do anything. He's waiting for you to read. Now, you've done that, son. Now we're going to page chapter 2. Amen. So don't think, don't try to get to the end of the book if you, if you hadn't even started, amen, of your life. But just start. Amen. Because <laughs> we're created and it was, we're all made to bring glory to him, to bring glory to God. But however, we can't assume that that's going to automatically come to pass. Take salvation, for instance. But see, we're, we're, we're disciples of the word. We know that salvation means more than just um, my sins are saving, 
and I'm going to heaven. There's more to that word salvation. You know, Linda, Linda Hansen at Life Christian University, I shared this last night. She made a little bookmarker, and it got, it's got in Christ I am saved, loved, blessed, healed, fearless, forgiven, cherished, set free, promised, rest, protected by God, a child of God. Wow, that's a mouthful. That's who God says you are. Saved, healed, delivered, blessed, prosperous. In Him, in Christ. In Christ. That's where we got, watch it, we got to get messed up because we can be in Christ and out of Christ. We can get in the flesh. If we get in the flesh, Jesus steps back. And he's just sitting there saying, that, that ain't God's will. We get in the flesh. Man's way to God. Man, what, what, what I think God ought to happen here. No. What, what did God say? Don't do that. He said, be swift to hear. Two, two ears, right? And one mouth. Listen. Listen, son. Swift to hear, slow to speak. No, 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 don't say that. Don't say that. Let Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I will repay. I thought that word vengeance was kind of hard at one time, but you've looked it up, it means justice. Justice. That's good. We need righteousness. We need justice in our land. Amen? For these babies, for, for the life of these children, justice needs to be done. 2 Peter 3, 9 tells us, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As men count slackness, but he is long, come on, help me say long-suffering. Oh, come on, God. Get on that. Sick them, God. See, that's what we want to do. Remember the disciples? If, you, if, you, if you're watching The Chosen, I really liked how Jesus... I got to go back and watch that episode, but you know, this is when Jesus had went to the Samaritans. You know, he ministered to the, to the Samaritan lady at the well, told her about this living water, the living water, and told her all that she was, and she knew he was a prophet. He said, There's more than a prophet sitting here, lady. She says, I am the Messiah. And she went back and told everybody. I mean, that was a revival, that was an awakening right there. But then Jesus later on, coming back to that area, it says his face was set like a flint to go to Jerusalem. And he went by to Samaria. He didn't have time, so they started mocking. They wanted to see Jesus, and Jesus didn't have time. And I guess they started being rude and ugly to Jesus. And his disciples says, Lord, you hear what they're saying about you over here? Are you going to let them, are you going to let them say that, Jesus? Won't you just, Lord, let's just call fire down from heaven like Elijah. Wipe them out, Lord. And Jesus turned around and said, just like he said to Peter, fire. <laughs> I didn't come to take man's life. I came to save men's life. You don't know what spirit you're of. Talking to the disciples and they're like, oh, they got rebuked. Whoa, man. Jesus is rebuking them openly because Jesus is life. Now that was the Old Testament. So you got to, we got grace now. We're under grace. Thank God. Nothing wrong with the zeal that they had because they were, they were making fun of their master, of Jesus. But thank God for his mercy. See, we serve a merciful God who knows that that ain't how I... I didn't create man to be ugly against one another. See, Jesus, the Father, knows that. He knows long-suffering. The Lord is not slack, but is long-suffering to usward. Not willing that any should perish. See, they were wanting to see him just... Bring fire down, Lord, consume them. But say, God, Jesus saw them saved. Jesus saw them as the Father sees them, as his children. Amen? You think about your children when they're a baby, innocent, 
No, mine, mine, mine. <laughs> but it's coming, right? That's mine. If you've got siblings, that's mine. You know, I see my kids, they wear things out. They'll come and get my stuff sometimes. They, they play these games, and I'll go in there and Dallas will have his, and one earphone's on, the other's just dangling because it's broke, you know. It's just kind of like they've used it so much they wore it out. So I, I, hide, my, I hide my good earphones and stuff because, you know, I got the wireless. I don't have all these wires, but I walk in there and I walk in the room, they'll turn around, that thing's just dangling. I'm like, I just leave the room. I'm like, man, go buy you a new one. You got a job, go get you a new one. Well, thank God, God just didn't throw us away. Just didn't give up on us. But he saw something in man. He saw himself. He saw his spirit. There's, there's a spirit in man. It came from God. He says, it's love. Deep caused the deep. So it's clear from this scripture, Peter 3 verse 9, that God wants everyone to come to repentance. Repentance is not a bad word. Repentance just means change. If, if I'm not doing what God says, I need to change. Say what he's saying. That all should come to repentance and be saved. Yet we know not everyone will accept Jesus. Why? Because Jesus said there's a, uh, a, a wide gate and there's a, there's a broad gate and then there's a straight gate. And he says many's hitting that broad gate. But that straight gate, there's going to be few that find it. Say, I'm the few. I'm the few. Amen. I found it. Now, there's still a lot of people compared to all the people that's going to, that has came to this earth, that has came and been born in this earth. But see, God doesn't look and doesn't see the way man sees. Because, see, he, he, saw, he, he sees everybody saved. He wants them in the family. And for one to miss it, that's, that, that, that's crazy for God. For one to miss it hurts the Father. Remember Jesus, if there's 99 righteous and, and one missing, go, Jesus, that's the one, that one's important. Don't forget the one. We've got a lot of ones out there we know in our lives, right? That one that's like, whoa, man, Jesus, you're going to really, it's going to take a lot of grace to get this one. Don't you give up on that person. Amen. That one drop of the blood of Jesus. All they got to do is call on his name. Hallelujah. Jesus wants us all to repent. God wants us to repent, but not everyone will receive Jesus as their Savior and Lord. God wants us all to be healed. That's his will. That is God. That's settled. But we all have battles there. We're trying to connect the dots. And the main thing is Jesus, the blood of Jesus. You just keep relying on what Jesus said. I will be healed. I will be whole. Whatever it is in your life, you just keep saying, Lord, I know it's your will that I be healed. Faith is now. It's not tomorrow. Faith is now. Your word is now. So body, listen now. Listen up, body. Listen up, body. Listen to your creator, God. Listen to these words. See, God gave his word to you. He gave his promise to you. Amen? And his word is his word. It's settled in heaven. It's time for us to get it settled down here. Amen? Deep calls the deep. So likewise, talking about finding God's will, God wants everyone to find and walk in their purpose. And see, Jim is walking in his purpose, my pastor, and that helped me to get in my purpose. Because, see, Jesus said, follow me. The greatest leader will have to first be a, 
follower. To follow, to find your purpose. As Jim was, is fulfilling his purpose, I submitted to him and got underneath him, and I'm finding my purpose. How can two walk together except they agreed? If Jim wasn't agreeing and walking with the Lord, I'm going to be off course if I'm under him. But he's not. He's on course. Doesn't mean we have variations. You know, the devil shoots some shots at us sometimes, but you know what? God, we got a shield of faith. And we got others that's got shields of faith, and we put them together like the old, watch those old Roman movies, man. Then they become a mighty shield together. Because all those fiery darts of the enemy, if you come together and put your shields up, they can't quench. It quenches them. The Word of God. Amen. Mighty, mighty men of God. So God wants you to find and walk in that purpose that he has ordained, that he has appointed for us, but not everyone will. But that's not God's will. God's will is everyone come to that knowledge. And it's not God's fault. Have you asked him? My wife just reminded me of this yesterday, maybe the day before, about some things. Well, have you asked God about that? Have you asked? Because the Bible says, if you lack wisdom, ask. You know, sometimes, sometimes Randy, I'm not talking, this happens at your house, Randy, I'm just kind of talking to kind of fellowship. Sometimes we wonder, we keep saying, how am I going to do this? How am I, how am I going to do that? When God's just sitting there, wait, when are they going to ask me? When are they going to ask? Now, it doesn't, now the answer, remember, the answer immediately comes. The answer is there. It's in the Word. But sometimes there's a lot of other voices in our head <laughs> that somebody has already figured the equation and it was wrong and they shared it to me and now that, 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 that equation, this common core math, now I go back, just get, what, what do you want to know? I'll do it my way because I tell you what, it works God's way. I say when it's done God's way, it works. Amen. Amen. So once we realize, Matthew 7, 7, 8, have you asked God, Lord, what have you called me to do? And it ain't just you ask God one time, that's every day. Lord, what you want me to do today? But specifically, you have a purpose. I heard Vivian talk how this, all, all, all her life going through evangel and, and through her, after she's born again, she has that desire for children, to help the children Build that relationship with the Lord. See, that's on, it's on the inside of her. God wrote her book about that. Amen. And when you pursue that, that's when you're going to hit that center of God's will to where it's kind of like, the, you remember the storm? When the storm comes, there's the eye of the hurricane. There's the eye of the tornado. It's like that peace. You'll hit that, that peace of God that passes understanding. You're like, I'm not even getting paid, and I'm doing this, and I enjoy it. And it's like, because it's not about the money. Jesus had a treasure, but it wasn't about the money. It was about finding those that are lost and helping them get found. Amen? He saw Jesus. Peter loved the fish, but Jesus saw past the fish and saw a fisher of men. That was God's purpose for Peter, to help Jesus. But it, God didn't take away the fishing desire. He put his desires in your heart, and it just amplified you know, I, one of these days we're going to get to hear some sermons that Peter preached we ain't heard yet of how he probably witnessed somebody about how to catch a fish. Amen? Because I could go through here and Leo, he'd come here and give some good examples of how to catch this fish or that fish. 
Amen. We're all fishers. We're all out there looking for men. And God will give you different creative ideas how to witness to somebody. If we'll just listen, the power of the Holy Spirit. I wasn't sure what I was going to talk about this morning, but I just trust God like we heard last night. I just trust God. Lord, you knew me before you formed me, and you're going to give me something to say. It's going to minister life. Why? Because he, his word brings life. It brings hope. And once we realize that, that you are the one responsible for discovering God's will, the next step is start seeking God for it. Because Matthew 7, 7, 8 says, For everyone that asks, receives. You've got to do this by faith. When you ask God, you've got to believe that he, what, is, and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So when I ask him, I've got to believe that he heard me. For everyone that asks receives, and he that seeketh finds, and to him that knocks, revelation shall be opened. Jesus is the door. He's got the answer, and I've got to believe when I ask that he heard my answer, he received it, and then I'm knocking, and he's the door, and it's going to be revealed. Amen? And God's will is now. He wants you to know that answer now. Amen? He don't want you going through something that's bringing harm in your life because the answer is not, you know, you haven't hurt long. No, that's not God. You haven't suffered. That suffer is not talking about physical. It's talking about God is long-suffering for us to figure out his will. He just keeps giving it to us, keeps feeding us, and sometimes he has to keep feeding us the gerber baby formula. <laughs> but it's called the milk of the word. I ain't, I ain't looking at nobody. I'm going to look around everywhere. I'm gonna, I ain't looking at nobody. But we're at some kind, the gerber is still coming out to some Christians, and God's wanting us eating that T-bone. He wants the meat. He wants us hearing that meat. But that's okay. We grow at different levels. Nothing wrong with that. But if it's been 20 years and God's still giving the gerber, there's something wrong with that, right? Because Jesus was here for 30 years, and then he went into full-time ministry, and he got some stuff done. Man, he got blind eyes open. He got people, got their finances blessed. He got it done because he knew, he knew the Father's will. There was no guessing. It was just listening. And when God said in Jesus, when, when the Holy Ghost spoke, Jesus remembered, he, he took it to the Word. Right? Yeah, I remember reading that. That's got to be my Father. That's got to be his will when the leper came. The Old Testament said you got to do this, but Jesus was operating underneath a new covenant. God is here. Emmanuel is here. You don't have to go to the man priest. Jesus is the man, but he was fully God, and he was operating by the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen? And you show Jeremiah 29, 12. says, once we realize that we're the one responsible for discovering God's will, the next step is to start seeking it for it. Ask, seek, knock. God's not hiding it from us. But we're going to have to do some seeking to find it. Coming to church, coming to Wednesday night Bible studies, but then going from here and then just continue to seek the Lord. If it, You know, Lord, I need some revelation. I, the light came on. Jim, if he, as he's been teaching revelation, understanding revelation, if I've been listening, I, I'm, the picture starting, puzzles of the picture are coming together. I ain't say I got the whole thing understood, but Jesus will keep revealing things to us. Unless he reveals it to you, you can sit there all day trying to get, anybody ever do the word puzzles or the puzzles on, some people do the little mini puzzles, there's little mini pieces. I walk in, I'm like, I have no desire to try to figure out how that, where that piece is at. But now you give me a big piece of the puzzle that's a big, you know, oh, yeah, I can, I can do that one. I can work that one. But God is long-suffering. He's got a big picture he's putting together. 
And there's little, you're a little piece, we're little pieces of that puzzle. And God is long suffering putting this piece together. He was long suffering. Jesus is the, is the end result. I'm in Christ. I've came in, Wayne's came in, you've came in, but there's other pieces out there. God sees the whole picture and it's not complete yet. Because when, get, when it gets complete, he's going to shut the book. And he says, time's up. But that's between God and God. <laughs> God and God alone. Amen. That's the Father's will. We don't know that. But we got pieces that we got to help put together. Amen. Those pieces of the puzzle. Mom loved, mom always loved the crossword words. She'd be in there, she'd, she'd buy those books, all there was was crosswords. And she'd ask me, you know what I do? I'd get my phone. I said, wait a minute, I'll Google that. <laughs> I'll Google that thing. I wasn't long suffering. You know, mom's trying to put the words and the words and the words together and think, but I'm like, I'll Google it. <laughs> God don't want you Googling some things. He wants you seeking. Amen. Jackie, I've ate some of her home meals, cooked meals. Oh, recipes. Ain't nothing like Golden Corral. I mean, Golden Corral can't hold nothing to Jackie. I mean, Golden Corral, we went, went in there and ate the other day, but I tell you, it ain't nothing like home-cooked meal. I tell you, it ain't nothing like God's Word. Mm. Jeremiah 29, 12, as we come getting close to a close here. Jeremiah 29, 12, and 13 says, Tell us, tell us how, Jeremiah 29, 12, 13 tells us how we need to seek God. Then you shall call upon me. When? When you're seeking, when you turn your eyes to Jesus, you shall call upon me, and God says, Now I see them seeking me. They ain't just giving me lip service now. They got their whole heart turned. But that's when God says, Michael, go forth. Gabriel, go forth. When you seek me with your whole heart. God's tired of half hearted Christians. When I say tired, I know where he's long-suffering, but he's ready for the people. Get up and get on the job. Get on the task. Amen? You shall call upon me, and you shall go and pray to me, and I will hearken to you, and you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with your whole heart. Notice the emphasis on seeking with all your heart. As long as you can live without knowing God's will for your life, you will. As long as you want to keep doing it your way, you will. But when God sees you turn, turn, repent from that, turn from that, then he's got your answer. Amen. He's got it. It's right there. It's been there for you the whole time. You just haven't been seeking. You've been one foot on this side of the passion, one foot on this side, one in the world and one in the word. Get out of the world. Stay in the word. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, how do you do that? Present your bodies. To say, body, I present you to God, a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, for that's my reasonable service. And don't be conformed. Don't be fashioned into the form of this world. Don't compromise the word with the world. You're a different people. You're a peculiar people. You're created in God's image and his likeness. And no, nobody, I don't care who it is, try to, tries to change God's image into man's, into an idol, is wrong. God will not be mocked. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind to the word of God that you may prove. And when you do that, we'll prove that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. We'll walk out our destiny and reach our destination. And it'll be a good journey. It won't be such a struggle. 
Amen? Now, if, we can, if, if, we, if you can do something yourself, let me go back here a minute. Presenting your body as a living sacrifice. One mistake we often make in seeking God's purpose is that we assume whatever they're good at in the natural, whatever I'm good at in the natural, that's got to be God. That's got to be my purpose. Well, just take uh, Brother Jesse Duplantis, for an example. He was a rocker. Or you take Doug Wingett, our president at Live Christian University. He was a drummer in a rock band. Doing good at that. But that wasn't God's purpose. Jesse's preaching the gospel now. He, doesn't, and he plays the piano sometimes, just maybe keep his fingers in, in shape. But he's preaching the gospel. He wasn't good at that. He was good at singing and preaching and, and singing those, remember those good old, I ain't going to try to bring out those good old rock songs, bad old rock songs. But see, God, that wasn't his purpose. Because if you're doing something without God, that's the natural. You need that supernatural. Amen? Paul said that God had separated him from his mother's womb and called him by his grace. That's Galatians 1.15. By his grace, that's God's ability, not your ability. God's grace. That's supernatural. God purposed for, for Paul to be a minister. And that, that, when I read that, that was a part of my other part of my destiny. Remember when Paul got knocked off his horse? He had a revelation. <laughs> Jesus revealed himself as Savior and King to him. Until then, Paul had, had, had read, it, read him in the Word. Now, here was the living word, the power of the word revealed in, in Paul's life. Knocked him off his horse, blinded him. And Jesus said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting? Why are you kicking against the prick? Why are you persecuting me? Paul was like, well, <laughs> you, I can't even see you. But he was persecuting the church. Jesus took it personally. And Paul said the right answer. Lord. He called him Lord. He, met, he was missing it. He renewed his mind through that heavenly vision there. Lord, what would you have me to do? And then God revealed himself to Paul, changed his name to Paul. And I remember reading that. And this is one thing he said in the book of Acts. He said, for this purpose, Paul, for this purpose, I have anointed you to raise others up, to take them out of darkness and into light, to take them out of the darkness and into the, the, the light of my dear son, Jesus. Stand upon your feet. He told him, arise, Paul, stand upon your feet. For this purpose, I have made you a minister to take those, snatch them out from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of my dear son. And when I heard that, I'm like, there's a part of my, that, that, that's what a minister does. There we go. Now I'm getting there, Lord. Thank you for revealing that became a part of me. The apostle Paul is one of my favorite. I say characters. He was a character, wasn't he? Y'all some of my favorite characters too. Y'all characters too. But Paul, it was just like, man, it was on after that. Look out, devil. I was finding my purpose to be a minister. Part of that is the evangelist. To snatch them. Give them some good news. But also there's the pastor teacher there. I believe that most people are not accomplishing what God has called them to do. That's why he sent me and you, amen, to help them. He's equipping us to go help people do the work of the ministry. <clears throat> they may be doing good works, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're walking in God's purpose for their lives. 
Because the devil would just love to get you doing all these good things, but it's really not the God-ordained purpose he's called for you to do. Amen? Now, don't get me wrong. Doing good things is good as long as God's called you to do that. Because we don't need to be busy bodies. We need to be doing the Father's business. Amen? That, and if we each do that, man, we'll, we'll get some things done in the kingdom. So believe me, God's perfect will is worth finding. Can I get an amen on that? That perfect will. Supernatural peace and joy come when we enter that center, <clears throat> the center of his will. And God's blessings and anointing will always be on your work when you're doing what he's called you to do. Remember one time Jesus said there's going to be something that's going to stand before me and said, depart from me, you work for his iniquity. I didn't, I didn't call you to do that. I never knew you. You were doing that on your own thing. You didn't even, they didn't even know Jesus. And there's those people are out there. The devil's using those people to try to get us off course. Come help me. Come over here. Come help me. Well, I'll pray about that. <laughs> pray about that. Amen. And God will show you. So do you feel dissatisfied or unsettled with your life? I've been in that area. Because if you're not in God's will, if you're not doing what God's called you to, you're not going to be satisfied. You're going to be dissatisfied. You're tired of just going to work, coming home, watching television, going to bed, then getting up and doing it all over again. Groundhog day, do it over again, do it over again. If so, it may be God has placed a holy dissatisfaction on the inside of you. Hoping to provoking you to start seeking out his perfect will for your life. Don't wait another day to begin the search for God's will in your life. Determine today, Lord, I've missed it in the past, but today I, I, I'm just going to submit my will to your will, and we're going to get this thing done. And God will just take you right where you are, and he'll get you on course. Amen? I never was good swimming during the backstroke. <laughs> Amen? You ain't got to worry about, I got to go back, Lord, and do all these things. Now, nah, he'll, 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 God is merciful. A key to finding God's will is being baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I tell you, Dr. Wingett mentioned this at LCU. You remember Jesus, and I'm not going to focus on that a lot today, but just to tell you the importance of, of praying in the Holy Ghost. Remember Jesus, when he needed, he needed his disciples to pray, he's getting ready to go to, to the cross. He's in the Garden of Gethsemane. He said, could you not pray with me one hour? Come on, guys, wake up. I need, I need somebody to, Jesus needs somebody to agree with him. Man, he is facing this is his purpose, man. He's going to the cross, and he needs somebody to agree with him and make sure, and he had to just get it down to the Father. Father, if, it, if there's any other way, because my disciples, they don't, they're not out here praying and agreeing with me. Father, is there any other way? Let this cup pass from me, but not my will, but your will be done. And that settled it. Jesus and the Father, that settled it. But he wanted Peter, he wanted James there. He wanted his disciples to be praying with him one hour. Well, Dr. Wayne had talked about, man, he, Jesus said, if you're going to do something, go an extra mile, right? If you're going to walk with somebody a mile, go two. Well, what about praying two hours? Oh, Lord, Pastor, you want me to pray two hours? I can't, it's hard for me to just pray 10 or 15 minutes. We're talking about praying in other tongues. You don't even have to pray that out loud sometimes. I, I, I go to work and I pray. A lot of times I'm getting out of the van and I'm working on a new product I know nothing about. But I've always, told, they told me as a technician, don't go in there and tell the customer, don't look at that machine, and they ask you a question. Well, I don't know, man. That's the first time I've ever seen this thing. That's the wrong thing. Man, you're the technician. You know it all. Well, I'll tell you, 
Well, man, we live streaming this. Lord help me. <laughs> I know it all. It's on, the, it's on my website. If I don't know it, I can go read it and find out about it, and I can call engineers in Louisville, Kentucky that do know about it. So I, I, but anyway, you know what I'm saying? I know the one that knows it all. So if somebody says, you just think you, you just a know-it-all. If you're a Christian, you say, yes, I am. What do you need to know? And if I can't tell you right now, I'll get back with you. That's when you go pray with your pastors, with your elders, or you definitely you go to Jesus. But being baptized in the Holy Spirit and praying in tongues, you can, two hours ain't nothing because you can, as you're, you're going to worry about something if you don't. If you want to spend your time worrying, why don't you spend your time praying in the Holy Ghost in other tongues? And what happens is you're praying the mysteries. What time, guys? Still got a few minutes. Y'all give me a little bit longer here. I said closing, though. I just didn't tell you what scriptures we were going to close in, right? So a key to finding God's will is being baptized in the Holy Ghost. I was not baptized, and then I have been baptized in the Holy Spirit. I didn't speak in tongues, and now I speak in tongues, and I'll tell you, it's better. It's better, amen? You speak mysteries unto God, and then God's able to reveal the mystery to you. It's hidden from the world, not from you. It's hidden in Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, that's why my bookmark's there. I'm there. Boom. This baptism gives you the ability to, to pray the mysteries of God. Uh, Paul tells us right here, Paul didn't pray in tongues at one time. He was just he was a, a man of the word. He knew the scriptures. He, he was a Jewish boy. He knew the scriptures. But he didn't know Jesus. You can come to church all your life and not know God and go to hell. Because it's, it's through Jesus. It's through putting your faith in Jesus that keeps you from hell. 1 Corinthians, Paul is speaking here, chapter 14, prophecy and tongues. This is what it's talking about. Pursue love, Paul says, and desire spiritual gifts or spirituals. Gifts was added. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. To be carnally minded is death. If I think praying in tongues is of the devil, that's just going to work death in my life. Because that's a lie. That's not God's will. That's not his plan. He gave us these gifts to help us, to sharpen us. Paul says, but especially that you may prophesy. Prophecy is saying what God said. Darius prophesied in song to us this morning. The prophetic word, the words of God. It was inspired by the Holy Spirit on the inside of him. And he sang it in a natural voice, but it brought prophecy. It brought forth prophecy, edification, encouragement. It edified me. It encouraged me. And it was a word from the Lord. And Paul says in verse 2, For he who speaks in a tongue, now Darius didn't speak in tongues, he spoke, he spoke his natural language. But Paul says, He who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him, however, in the, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. God is spirit. But he who prophesies speaks edification and encouragement and exhorts and comforts to men. He who speaks in tongue edifies himself. So you have a personal tongue. When you get born again, you can pray. I can pray in tongues at will, and it just builds myself up. It builds my battery up. I'm speaking the mysteries. I'm building myself up. I'm going to have some understanding. But he who prophesies edifies the church. When if I get up here and speak in tongues right now, I don't need to build myself up right now. I need to edify you guys. So as I'm praying, I'm, I'm asking God, I, I, I'm going to say something. I'm going to prophetically say something that you're going to be able to understand in your natural language. 
Paul says in verse 5, I wish you all speak with tongues. That's God's will for you, for every believer. I wish to God you all speak in tongues, but even more that you prophesy. Amen? Wayne could come up here on this piano, and he knows the song. He knows the words to the song, but I don't. But he could play that song all day long. If he don't sing, I don't know the words, but he's playing the song. That's the same way it is in tongues. If I speak in tongues, I'm speaking to God, but unless I prophesy, I speak something to you, you don't, you don't know that song, but now I give you the words, now you can sing along. That's what the interpretation is there for, so we can all give glory to God, magnify his name. This is what the gifts of the being baptized in the Holy Spirit does in speaking in tongues. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless, unless he interprets that the church may receive edification. Now, 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 Paul was talking to a church that was just speaking in tongues. They were just doing everything, and it wasn't in order. It was blessing. It, they were edifying themselves, but they weren't edifying everyone another. And God wants everybody to understand and be blessed. Amen? When they, leave, when they come to his temple. I want to, at this time, Kelsey, you got Ruthie's video. I want to share this. This is a real quick video. Ruthie's not able to be here, but... Darius, you're a part of this because last Sunday, remember we gave honor to Dr. Price and we was giving some testimonies. Well, Ruthie wanted to share this and she forgot it, but this was a part of her testimony and I want you to see this little video. Talking about speaking in tongues. Hey, church family. I'm not able to be there this Sunday, but I wanted to make a video about a testimony that I'd like to share with you all. So last Sunday, we were doing the remembrance of Dr. Gary Price. And throughout that entire service, I just kept trying to remember that song that he would always sing. And I remember the first two verses where I am healed, I am whole. But I couldn't remember quite exactly the rest of it. And I was sitting there in my head trying to figure out, trying to figure out. I even asked my dad after the service and we were sitting there trying to figure it out because whenever I had my surgery, the first week was really tough. It was hard for me to sleep because it, it was painful. And one night I just, I would have had enough and I was just praying in tongues and that song, um, I started singing that song, I am healed, I am whole. And this was before he had passed, but just him singing that song in church the day that he was fighting his fight um, imprinted on me. And when I was fighting my fight, that's a song that I used. Um, but to finish it off, after the service, um, I was talking to Darius and he'd asked me, how do I spell soul? And I said, well, you can spell soul, S-O-U-L, like your soul, or S-O-L-E, like the soul on your foot. And we had a little conversation about that. And after he, we had that conversation, um, Darius, I felt for some reason that that was part of the song. I was like, soul sounds right. I am healed, I am whole from the top of my head to the tip soles. Like I was figuring it out. And then dad actually researched the song and sent it to me. I am healed, I am whole from the top of my head to my soles to the tip of my toes. So I just wanna share that with you guys because that was impressed on my heart and I felt like God was in the midst of it. I love you all. Can't wait to see y'all soon. Praise the Lord. And I remember Gary singing that song. 
It didn't, to me, it wasn't a really, I mean, it was a, it was a how would you say, a peculiar song. Because it was really hard to hit, it was hard to sing that song. But Gary did it because that's what he, he, he's always did the piano. But see, it was a spiritual song. And see, Darius, you hearing from God. Because see, you heard today, you came, you shared that song. But see, you even ministered to Ruthie about the soul. You were helping her. See, she was seeking God. She was seeking the answer. And God's revealing it to his people. So see, when you miss church, you miss God. I ain't saying God's never let. You know what I'm saying? You can miss those little things that you've been trying to put the pieces of that puzzle together. I just can't figure it out, God. Well, sometimes you're not there, but sometimes the person is supposed to be there that God sent, and now God's got to tell somebody else that little story. But see, Ruthie prayed in the Holy Ghost. Her mind couldn't remember, but her spirit, and then her mind got edified, and she started singing, I am healed, I am whole. From the top of my head to the soles to the tip of my toes. It's an old David Engel song. See that? And Jim knows that song. Why? David Engel song. But see, if I didn't know the song, if Jim didn't sing it, I won't know it. If Gary hadn't sung it, Ruthie wouldn't have knew it, and she would have been in pain. And see what it means to pray in the Holy Ghost? That's the benefit. It edifies you, but also it blesses others. What, ain't that such a blessing? I can see Gary up there now. Praise God. I'm glad I sang that song that day, Lord. Because you know sometimes when the Lord says, do this, it sounds, really, Lord, you want me to say that? Really say that? Yes. Yes, amen. So today, Wayne's going to come up. He's not going to play that song. <laughs> As Wayne ministers in music, because, see, Wayne, I gave him that English song, and Wayne, Wayne, I love somebody that's honest. If the pastor asks you something, if you can't do it, just say you can't do it. Don't try to do something. We're talking about purposes, right? Because Wayne always told me, Pastor, I'll try it. If I can't do it, I'll let you know. <laughs> Amen. He knows his limitations. But I tell you what, Wayne knows the healer. We know the healer. Ruthie knew the healer. She knew the Holy Spirit. So as Wayne ministers in music this morning, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak a blessing over you. Right now, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at, I think I know everybody here, but if I'm looking at this camera too. If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, He loves you. And He is the door. And His door is always open. And if you knock, He'll come in and He'll, 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 he'll change you. He'll give you a brand new spirit. And you'll become a new creation in Christ. What do I do, Pastor? Everything you said today, I need to be right with God. You just say yes to Jesus. You say, Lord Jesus, I need you. I need you in my life. I confess I'm a sinner, Lord, but I'm confessing you as my Savior right now. And just say yes to Jesus. And if you say yes to Jesus, he says yes. He's already said yes to you. All you got to do is receive salvation as a free gift. You might not, you're not going to look different on the outside, but on the inside, you're going to be completely changed from a sinner to a saint, to a child of God, to a child of love. So if you said that prayer, you can send me an email at pastorj at wordoffaith at wfwc.org. Send me an email. We got some literature. We got some free CDs, DVDs we can send you. If you need a church, Word of Faith Worship Center is a place you can come and worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. But if you need prayer this morning, 
I'm going to say a prayer. If you need to be baptized in the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues this morning, don't sit there hanging on to that pew. Let loose and let God. Let Him. He's not going to make you. Just let Him fill you with His Spirit. That's all He has because He wants you to be in that center of His will. And he know, we need His power. In these last, last days, we need His power. Not only for ourselves, but for the world. To make ready a people for His coming. The next thing that's going to happen is the rapture of the church. You don't want to miss it. Amen. So, Father, I just thank you right now. I just speak a blessing over your people. Lord, we thank you, Father God. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we're rejoicing in it. Lord, you, everything you've done, you have done perfectly, Lord. And we know because of sin, because of our disobedience, Lord, we let this earth come under a curse. But thank you for sending Jesus who became a curse for us that we don't have to live under the curse. We can live above it. And Father, we just thank you. We don't have to live under sickness, Lord. We can walk in divine health. We don't have to be poor, Lord. You have given us all good things in this earth, all the goodly things. And we confess today, Lord, that they come to us so that we can be blessed and be a blessing. And we claim, we claim the city of Concord, Lord, a goodly city, a city, Lord, a church right here, Lord, that's been put here to be a city, to be a place, Lord, where your grace and your mercy flows freely. And we just reach out by faith, release our faith over this city, over our nation, over the world, that the world would see the glory of God living in us and among us and reaching out, Lord, and changing this world before you come. And we thank you for that in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you need personal prayer, if you need to be baptized in the Holy Ghost, come up here. Let us pray with you. Thank you for joining us today at Word of Faith Worship Center. I pray God's grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then according to Romans 10, 8 through 10, the word is nigh unto thee in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, that if you will confess with your mouth Jesus as your Lord and believe that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart you believe unto righteousness, and with your mouth confession is made unto salvation. We would ask you today to simply say, yes, I believe this, and I say yes to Jesus. Now, if you just received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we would encourage you to get into a good church. Our church is located at 757 Harris Street, Northwest, Concord, North Carolina, 28025. And you can also find us on the Internet at wordoffaithworshipcenter.org or wofwc.org. We hope to see you soon. Blessings.